Hey everyone. Super excited to share with you Adyashanti's Emptiness Dancing. Adyashanti has been a profound influence on my life and many others. He's an incredible author, an incredible spiritual synthesist, and just distills the exact essence so punctually. I'm still aiming to figure out how to optimally go through these with you because there's a lot of notes and it can take a long time to get through all of them. So what I'm feeling is most optimal is to go through the book with you and specifically the core core highlights, like the cream cream of the crop, the creme de la creme, and and then we'll continue to figure out how to optimally hone in on the most efficient way to distill what we're reading, the essence of what we're reading, the cream of what we're reading, and... If you have any insights into how you feel it would be optimal to distill the core essence, let us know in the comments below. Because there are things like these core highlights, there are things like these, and there's a lot of highlighting as well. So there's starred segments. So let us know in the comments below if you have any insights into how to optimally do these book video disseminations of the core essence. And we'll keep it iterating and improving on this process to best serve all of you guys, all of you lovely viewers, you lovely subscribers, you lovely humans that I adore so much. Because you are me, and I am you. This is all oneness. And I'm so excited to go through this. The emptiness dancing. Alright, I hope this profoundly, positively influences you. Cool. Love moves without an agenda. The direct experience of who we are. A fierce hunger to know ultimate truth. This is the core. A dissolution of attachment to any personal identity. Disarming and deconstruction of the personal identity. So, silence, do nothing, and uncontrived thought-free wakefulness naturally arises. So just notice more and more often in your direct experience what happens when you're silent and when you're not doing anything. You'll notice discursive thinking and then over time you'll notice that it quiets and as Patanjali said 2000 years ago that Yoga's Chitta Vritti Nirodha union with God is simply the cessation the quieting of the fluctuations of mind and then right there, you'll see it. An empty cognizance, a no thing.
right there. And then the whole game is just to go back to that. Back to that suchness, back to that oneness, back to that no thingness over and over and over again. Recognize that that's all this is. And it can be hard because the mind wants to go do things, it wants to be busy. But see what happens when you're silent and you do nothing. And if you want to really add another component to it, then fast. Fasting is another great component to it. Fast for 12 hours, fast for 24 hours, and then see how that augments the practice. Awakening from the dream state of separateness to the reality of the one. Enlightenment means waking up to what you truly are and then being that. Realize and be. Realize and be. I love that. Realize and be. Realize and be. Be it. Live it. The truth is that you are already what you are seeking. You are looking for God with his eyes. Love that. Has the one awakened to itself? Only the crazy ones stay in terms of the pursuit of truth fiercely. Another great question. What is it that hears this sound? And that's that empty cognizance, the mind nature, the mind essence. It's empty cognizance. Just turn it on itself. Consciousness was unconfined to the form. Boom. Two different aspects. I'm everything. I'm absolutely nothing. This was the awakening, the realization of capital S, self. It's an unidentified awakeness. Such a good way to put it. Stop binding consciousness or spirit to our thoughts and mental states. And so when you're no longer functioning through your conditioning, the sense of me who is living that life is no longer there. Separate self dissolves. Awakeness, free of all identity. Love it. Awakeness, free of all identity. So mind being this virtual reality thought generator and eternal awakeness realizes itself. Truth is who you are without your story or script right now. Mm, love it. Awakening is a radical shift in identity. You are eternal being. Only the people who don't know who they are are the ones who are awake. Awakeness is to have no script. Awakening 
is the realization that happens after the mind says, I give up. I just have no idea who I am. Being cannot be fixated. The best altar of all would have nothing on it. You are not a human being. You are being appearing as human. Thy will be done. To welcome the mystery of your own being is satsang. When you kill I am human, that's awakening. Awakening from chasing maya is lucky. Because damn maya is hella intoxicative. Self-image is suffering, non-openness. Realization of the truth removes the limited me. There is suddenly no self-image, but only total presence. Infant-like fascination with movement in your senses and what is present in the world. Childlike, but absolutely wise. One whole perceiving itself. If you can attend to this activity frequently, this will really help accelerate things. Always perceive it as one whole perceiving itself, one whole experiencing itself, one whole dancing with itself, playing with itself, in a symphony with itself. The whole that perceives itself. Wisdom, innocence, love. We see an unbelievable miracle that anything exists at all is seen as an absolute and utter miracle. I like to use the gladiator meme here. Are you not entertained? Look at all this. This universe. Earth. Life, your existence. Are you not entertained? This miracle. The more we realize that there isn't a self, the more intimately present we actually are. It's bypassing thought when it relates to experience. We no longer relate from the personal sense of me, but from the whole of existence. Awakening reveals that there is no personal self and that everything is myself. Yum. So you untie the neuro knot. So no I, me, or self. And then you get nothing, everything. You get energy doing work and that wisdom innocence and love play into each other and this is pure service and feel free as you're going through if you're finding segments that you're really enjoying just pause the video take some notes yourself about the specific segment and then also if you really liked that part just drop it in the comments below and share it with other people 
Build that community, fam. True enlightenment is when matter and spirit are in harmony. Non-differentiation or oneness. The truth is the only thing you'll ever run into that has no agenda. As Nisargadza Maharaj said, I am the supreme source of all. And that's from Siddhara Meshwar Maharaj, his guru, which he pondered until he knew it was true, until he became it. And if you haven't yet, I highly recommend reading I Am That, one of the best spiritual books of all time. It's really important to get to the point of maturity where you are willing to look at what is fundamental. To pull your identification as a limited self out by the root, you must look at it in the most fundamental way. So this is finding the root of who you are. What is the root of this location called me? In that movement from innocent fascination to identification, that is where freedom is lost. And so here's a pretty cute way of visualizing it. So you have the human moth that flies in to the unconditionally free singularity, dissolving and becoming that. So it's cutting through the clouds and recognizing oneself as the sun. And you use the question, who am I as your self-inquiry? And then you only look as the mystery itself. There is a very awake, alive and loving mystery. And that's what is seeing through your eyes at this moment. When you deeply know that you are the mystery experiencing itself, you realize that's all that is ever happening. <clears throat> the mystery experiencing itself, extending itself into time and form, that's all that is happening. Release rigidity, control of the mystery moving you. All self-image disappears in order for that body to be totally to totally live the mystery knowingly. Its personal agenda has to be completely dissolved. Beingness sees more and more thoroughly that the only thing that actually exists is itself. It's a visceral thing. There is nothing to hold on to, no viewpoints to hold, no separation. The truth sets you free. The whole being has to realize the truth. It has to be the truth knowingly. This means to wake up and find out what you eternally are instead of trying to manage your neuroses. When you don't seem to be self-liberating, you are holding on to something static, ideas or memories. If you are holding an identity, an idea, opinion, judgment, blame, victimhood, guilt, etc., this will get in the way of self-liberation. 
you can stop holding these stories by deframing, not reframing them. Ultimately, it's only when we totally deframe and deconstruct our false views that we wake up from the dream state of separateness. Fall in love with letting go of all the mental structures you hold on to. Amen. You'll hear us talk about that a lot more. No idea, form, belief, pattern, identity is true. Absolute self-liberation. So we're talking about a heart full emptiness. A full radiant emptiness, something radiant coming out of nowhere. True emptiness is radiantly alive. I as a separate identity don't really exist. Nothingness becomes your reality. Non-dual awareness is what you are. So that empty fullness is like the black hole sun. We'll be making more content on that soon. Conditioned mind is always taking on God's job, wondering what people are doing and why they do it. But that is none of your business, none of your concern. You can just start walking through life with this natural openness to what is and be that way under all conditions at all times. That's what the true self has been doing all along. Openness has always been here. Free yourself of all limiting identities and embrace the infinite. Return all the way to the seed. The seed contained the whole truth. Here's another visualization where you can see that you have this seed winter emptiness. And then you have the springtime flowering infinite creation potentials. Openness. And you guys can see we're passing by quite a bit of profundity that is highlighted that Adyashanti wrote about. And so, again, still, if you guys have insights on how to optimally distill out the essence of these, eventually at some point we may also undergo a process of getting really strong animators on board as well to help us with this that's in the vision and so that will be really helpful to take the most profound things and then animate them out into book videos kind of like Kirk's Gazette in a nutshell they're so good so if you want to support us you can find all the links in the bio below to help fuel that effort join the channel and all the goodies Thanks, fam. Course means asleep within the dream state. Course consciousness. 
can you tell it's very coarse when it's asleep in the dream state? Real silence is your true nature. You are silence. There was only one state that was totally natural and absolutely effortless. In that state, I found access to the deepest self, which is freedom. It's a heartful quiet. Stillness is not separate from motion or movement. Stillness itself is moving. And that's what is ultimately not too non-dual. Stillness itself is moving. Empty is form. Form is empty. Nothing in infinity. Infinity, nothing. The true quiet is a brightness. You feel bright. There is an awakeness, a deep sense of being alive. The nakedness of quiet or presence disarms you so that you can't avoid any experience, any event, anything. Enter silence without being somebody. Enter silence as nothing. Nothing has reality until you reach it, grab it, and somehow impregnate it with the power of belief. But this nothing is actually the highest price we ever pay. It's our most sacred commodity. We will give our ideas, our beliefs, our heart, our body, our mind, and our soul. The last thing that we'll give is nothing. Silence reveals itself only to itself. Only when we enter as nothing and stay as nothing will silence open its secret. Its secret is itself. So true. And this is why the silence and doing nothing and then allowing this thought-free wakefulness to just arise and to just be loving and be accepting in the isness of what is as you're silent and not doing anything. And the cessation of discursive thinking will naturally happen. But entering into that without being somebody, not like Atlas is going to enter emptiness. No, no, no. It's like I'm already not that. It's emptiness that recognizes itself. Silence is the final and ultimate teacher and the final and ultimate teaching. It's the only teacher that won't speak to you. Silence is the ultimate and best teacher because in silence is the never-ending welcoming to do that which our human heart truly desires, which is to always be with our knees on the floor, always be in that sort of devotion to truth. Silence is the only teaching and the only teacher that is there all the time, every minute that you are awake, every minute that you are alive, every minute that you breathe. It's right there. telling you adya love you brother so strong highly recommend buying emptiness dancing and reading it also buying the end of your world and reading it you can also watch our review video on the end of your world on the channel the price paid for consciousness to become self-aware is almost always the loss of true identity consciousness loses itself in what it created and identifies itself with that creation. This blip is called the human condition. 
Instead of being the entire ocean, it suffers under the hideous delusion that it's just a wave on the surface of the ocean. Not wave. Ocean. Consciousness is liberated from the mistake from false identification and separation. It wakes up to the fact that it's really not a wave, but it's the ocean of being. It can then use that wave to deliver the message, to get other waves to contemplate this possibility of awakening. Awake consciousness relates with sleeping consciousness. This deep sleep is like the black hole, the emptiness. And then in the waking state, you're basically in deep sleep. You're in black hole, in emptiness. And yet there's also sun, black hole, sun. And that's the illumination, the samadhi of illumination, along with the samadhi of suchness. And so you're illuminating peace, love, joy, bliss, service, abundance, prosperity, healing, compassion, into the field, non-attachedly, non-fixatedly. You look back over your shoulder and bid it goodbye as a nice experience, realizing something more mature is coming. Turn all your attention forward. Resting and seeing everything as a whole. Sky remembers that it's sky. Consciousness projects this thing called a human being and gets so enamored with its creation that it loses itself in it. Just keep being what you are, which is nothing. Then you realize this body-mind experiences, whatever it experiences, and you are the conscious space for it to have all those experiences. It truly doesn't matter what the experience is. The only way you can be really free is by not fixating. True maturity, one of the hardest things for spiritual people who have had true and profound revelations to let to go through, to accept the degree of surrender needed to literally let go of all experience and all self-reference. Even in great revelations, there is almost always something that wants to claim, I am this. Every time you claim, I am this, you just claimed another sense perception, thought, emotion, or feeling. When you go through this enough times, the mind gets it on the deepest level and lets go completely. You always know who and what you are, even though you can't define or describe it or even think about it. <laughs> you just know it by being it. This is the ultimate release of identity and separateness. <laughs> it realizes it can't find itself it stops because it knows there's nothing for it to do it has stopped interpreting reality 
then you're left with raw reality without any distortion. This is the experience of deep, liberating freedom. <laughs> what does it really feel like to not know? What you thought you were is what caused all the problems. You come to know by not knowing. Simply by resting in not knowing, you know. The more you rest in not knowing, which means never grasping with the mind, the more your direct experience is that you know. It comes in a flash. Ah, so good. So good. And that's why when we say silence and do nothing and then recognize the nature of mind essence being empty cognizance that arises in a flash recognizing true nature true capital s self god realization empty cognizance nothingness and infinity simply again by resting by not knowing you know The mind, the body, and the emotions play this game called accumulation. They evaluate one piece of conceptual knowledge against another piece of conceptual knowledge. Your awareness just goes right past that wall of knowledge and moves into a very quiet state. In this quietness, you realize that you don't know anything simply because you aren't looking back to the mind for its acquired knowledge. This quietness is a mystery to the mind. It is something unknown. As you go into depth, you literally go into a deeper experience of what seems to be a great mystery. The mystery just keeps opening to itself if you let it, if you let go of control. So I'll play with empty polymath quite a bit here and I'll make more content on it soon. Covers both of the poles in one. Dissolve accumulations of knowledge, experience, memory, family, friends, lowercase s, self. You are before all accumulations. So lowercase s self only existed in the accumulation of knowledge and experience literally leaving your memory behind who are you when you are not thinking yourself into existence i love that line who are you when you are not thinking yourself into existence this plays deeply in douglas hofstetter's i am a strange loop as well when you are not creating that self-referential coagulation. Not simulating yourself into existence. Space. When you are not thinking yourself into existence, who you have taken yourself to be literally isn't there anymore. If this you can disappear like that and reappear as soon as you think it into existence, how real is it? <laughs> uh, 
The true I am is so unbelievably empty. It's so free of everything you thought you were. It has no limitation. It has no definition. Any definition would be a disservice to what you are. All that's left is consciousness, and it's not even that because that's just a word. True I am, empty and free. Be done with your I. Galaxy turns inward, finds black hole, dissolves attachments, comes from pure being. Those attachments are all those star systems and planets. Name, identity, friends, family, likes, dislikes, preferences, craving aversion. In this emptiness, you start to taste the experience of being. This is being before you are something or somebody. This mystery of being is what's awake and alive. Being is the one constant, that which is always awake. So you're transitioning from the me self to the no self self. Capital S. Spiritual awakening. Knowledge is still there when you need it. Nothing's been lost except your false identity. So again, from the me self, lowercase s, to the no self, capital S, self. So this is eternal being appearing as characters. There is only God. Right. I am that I am true awakened knowledge. As soon as you are beyond, as soon as you are being what you are, nothing applies anymore. That's why so many of the great spiritual teachers have said that there is nothing to know. In order to be free, in order to be enlightened, there is absolutely nothing to know. And there is no enlightenment as long as you think you know something. As soon as you absolutely know that you don't know anything, and there is absolutely nothing to know, that state is called enlightenment because all there is is being. It's all one. You see that there is nothing to know and your focus of inquiry shifts from thought to being. So being has great wisdom. What a relief it is for the mind when it no longer has to struggle and your whole orientation, spiritually speaking, moves from knowing to being. We manufacture this idea called the ego to take the blame. The ego doesn't really exist. Ego is only this interpretation, this movement of mind, and that is why nobody can find it. It's like a ghost. It's just a particularly conditioned movement of mind. Also called hungry ghost in Buddhism from the first link independent origination when you become identified with that lowercase s self. You're like a hungry ghost. Egoing is not operating if we are not becoming. 
It is the movement of becoming, the moving towards something or away from something that stops. Mm. So good. Everything arises spontaneously and nothing has an inherent nature of me in it. Feel how completely disarmed the sense of me feels. It doesn't know what to do. That's the kind of stopping that's important. In that stopping, a different state of being, an undivided state, starts to emerge. Where there is no division, there is not the heavy, restricted, confined sense of self. You become a mystery. Start on the level of being rather than thinking. The mind finds there is no hook on which to hang an identity, so identity starts to deconstruct itself in openness. The more identity deconstructs itself, the more alive and present we feel. Yum. Conditioning is like installing a program in the mental computer. Conditioning is without any self. When conditioning arises within a person who is in an undivided state where he or she neither takes ownership nor denies it, there can be a sacred alchemical process through which the conditioning reunifies itself all by itself. Pure consciousness of being becomes brighter and brighter and we realize who we are. This brightness is what we are. Love transcends all experiences. Creation is made of fierce love. Openness meets openness. Awake. This love that transcends all description, when it is known as a deep connection and deep unity, this love is indiscriminate. It doesn't know how to turn itself on and off. That switch is only in the mind. This love is always on. It loves saints and sinners equally. That's real love. Imitation love is I love you more than I love anyone else because you fit into my little twisted worldview better than anyone else does. True love is synonymous with truth. Love doesn't fall in and out. Love is, period. Love meets itself in everything that happens. It's the love simply for the fact that there's anything happening at all, because that's the real miracle. It could so easily be that nothing exists. Much easier to have nothing than something. It's a miracle that anything happens and we live in this abundance called life. Love is indiscriminate. The only fear greater than death is love, real love. It is a love of unity, a love of seeing God wearing all the masks and recognizing itself in them all. Real love is feared because it dissolves separation conditioning. Damn. So love is our shared being, our interdependent existence. 
So walls of opposition come down naturally. A love that has no opposite. Real love has no opposite. I remember at the Shift into Permanent Alignment retreat with Bintinho Massaro and the team in Costa Rica in early 2021 that this was written on the the bracelet. It's beautiful. You are holding an idea of your personal boundary, your edge, and of course you can't contain it. Love was never meant to be contained. <laughs> there is no drug more potent than spiritual experience. <laughs> uh. This is the movement of the seeker, but it's also the movement of the me because the me is always interested in opposite and equal reactions, trying to sustain one experience and avoid other experiences. That's what the me does. It chases after the good and avoids the bad. Seeing that everything is one shoots a hole in trying to pin the pendulum swing of experience. So, so separation is seeking and we dissolve the me into oneness. So it's the me that seeks. And when you have no me, that's oneness. That's no seeking. Pure being. So simple. Love you, fam. So simple. I love this Zen teacher. Hold up his staff and say, this is Buddha. Bang it on the ground. And everyone would think, wow, that's really wild Zen stuff. <laughs> this mic is Buddha. <laughs> that's great. I love it. And those are the things that we do in the mystic traditions is we take this mind and we turn it on itself and go beyond it. <laughs> and these are the great little koans and ways for us to do that. Since it's not all one to the mind, the mind keeps looking for it. Where is it? What state is it? Uh, oneness simply means that everything is the one. Every experience that you will ever have is the one. Stops seeking a different experience than the one that is happening right now. The secret dissolving and the peace emerging. The secret dissolves, then the peace is born and there is stillness. Just this, the center is always right here. The center always was right here. It's just the seeker that insisted the center could be in the spiritual high experience. In the center of it all, there is no seeker. Right here, there is nothing, all is one.
stretch break, fam. Take some nice deep breaths. This is the great release, the release from having to change anything to get to the promised land or to search for the enlightened experience. The enlightened experience is that nothing needs to change. This is the promised land. This oneness is God. This is the one. This is it. It's not somewhere else. Truth is infinitely more free. There is nothing to seek, there never was anything to seek, and that everything is God is a big aha. Deconstructionist technique of becoming more free. See through the misconceptions that bind us. Disentangle them. Progression, movement, is itself bondage. It is not freedom, always waiting for the next experience. Mm, butter melting is like the moth into flame is the name of the game. As far as freedom goes, there is really no gauge to it. You're either awake or you're not. The comprehensive force alone is real. The world is the comprehensive force. That's non-duality. And I heard this quote is also attributed to Adi Shankara. The world is illusory. Brahman alone is real. The world is Brahman. Ramana Maharshi. And so, total non-duality. Worldviews are self-views, literally. This world of perceptual overlay is not actually happening except in the mind. All of these ideas are gone once the brain stops ticking away. It's not actually here. None of it is actually happening. That's why spiritual awakening has an element of death. Question the one who is holding the beliefs is much more efficient. Uprooting the one who is holding the beliefs is what it is all about. Who is the one who is holding this belief? That's why I like asking the question, what is it that looks through your eyes? Again, deconstructing self. If I pull the root out, then the whole conceptual structure collapses. If you leave a piece of the root, it's going to come back and start building again. Yep. Dissolve the one who asks. One minute you are a Buddha, the next minute a sentient being. It is no mask emptiness. The first movement of emptiness is love. It leads to this whole universe, the creativity of this existence and the birthing of it. 
true awakening if and only if you equals Buddha. In Zen, when the realization is deep, your whole being is dancing. You are dancing. The emptiness is dancing. Everything is alive again, quiet, very pervasive. Love and a stillness that's just deepening. And your gut is the oldest stability in void. So realization becomes complete when it hits on these three levels of head, heart, and gut. The heart opens, you dance, the gut opens. It's a deep, unfathomable stability of you dying into transparency. Become the absolute. You are that. An empty, transparent mountain dancing. Ah, that's good stuff. Die more completely. Dissolve all self-protection of me. And the great death, a total letting go of everything. Void, the mountain of emptiness, which is the substance, actuality of existence. Give up control absolutely, totally, and completely. Then you would be a spiritually free being. You were trying to control someone's mind so that they would understand you, agree with you, listen to you, or like you. Those who are liberated and free have totally and absolutely let go of control. The desire for control feels as if there is a clenched hand in your gut. Imagine what it would be like for the desire to control to be completely absent from your system. This desire to control is ultimately our unwillingness to be fully awake. Mm. Live free of the will to control. You are going to die. The biological sense that I'm going to survive if I can control. Final real freedom, a deep surrender. Blind and unpredictable release of control. There is no how, just let go. Just let go. Just let go. And know that this is all you and it's all safe and it's all love. We'll let go together as a collective, as a civilization in our awakening to our oneness. Yay. The final giving up of control. Everything is unpredictable. Everything is completely unknown. 
Complete death of separate self. Control into unpredictable unknown. I, eternal life, never die. My bodies come and go. Me is a collection of familiar thoughts. Always be absolutely, totally, and completely coming from an honesty with themselves, a total internal integrity. Hold with the integrity what is within you. Holding of integrity is what takes people completely into truth. Everything the questioner asks is a means of tightening the grip. Only the phonies don't get enlightened. Hold surrendered void. Hold suchness. Yay. They are coming from their heart and they haven't sacrificed it for anything or anybody. That's where everything is powerful. They are always people who had an absolutely ruthless honesty and integrity with themselves. It's rather rigorous for a human being to do that because we usually run into our own insecurities, fears, and doubts. There is no I at all and I is everywhere. Yay. There isn't an I and the only thing that exists is one big I shining out of everything. I love those. So good. And that same simultaneity is no self and capital S self or nothing and everything. Emptiness and form infinity. And so things like this, they really do take you in a sense. They can take you all the way there. There's both no I and everything is I. A radical no self and a radical capital S self. These are all different pointings to the same end. And it's up to you to identify what is most resonant and then continue deconditioning the sense of separate self. with integrity and ruthlessness. Because it doesn't fucking exist anyway. So drop it. Only the space that is awake remains. What you are is the only thing that you cannot acquire. You can acquire everything but God. 
Stop lying. Realize that you are God. Look in your pocket. Look inside of you and see if you don't see the exact same gem. <laughs> Stop playing your familiar role. Incredible mystery that you will never figure out. To be this mystery consciously is the greatest joy. <laughs> Your game will be gone. The separate self game is gone. Oh. And then we have baby Buddha. There's a little period with training wheels for baby Buddha. And be a little wobbly, a little insecure. Because if you're not willing to be insecure, you're going to go right back to the old forms of self-protection and seeking. Nothing hides realization again so fast as trying to figure it out. I love this. Suffering is 1 to 5% pain, hunger, physical aches, and 95 to 99% psychological, like inner division. Infinity. This kind of suffering happens because one does not know one's true nature. The hallmark of knowing one's true nature fully is to be undivided. The true self can't be divided, but the imaginary self can be divided. Suffering that comes out of this interior fracture. Samsara is a completely mechanical unfolding of conditioning. So eloquent. So self equals suffering, struggle. Self is a verb, not a noun. So you're self-ing. <sighs> when you stop selfing, you stop struggling and suffering. So good. You stop samsara. So good. You are is actually the absence of story. There is no self. So what you are is the absence of story. There is no self. There is no story of me. The separate self is the source of all struggle. Freedom, certainly enlightenment, has everything to do with dying to what is. It's very simple. Enlightenment is nothing more than the complete absence of resistance to what is. End of story. And it'll get tested a lot. And that's the beauty of it. And over time, you just keep dying more and more to what is absolute non-resistance. So self is story. Give up the separate character. 
There can't be any holding on to self-image, to points of view, to ideas, or to identities. Enlightenment has no point of view, no agenda, no center. It simply loves. There may still be a focal point in each individual body, but that is different than thinking that the focal point is the center of everything. Compassion means a devotion to truth. The ultimate compassionate act is to remove the center. Then there is only freedom. Spirit instead of the living incarnation of a story. So surrender is giving up the story of self and wake up from the story of self. Again, self equals story. Wake up from your story. You not only lose your center, you lose their center. You can't see your true nature without seeing the true nature of everything. So surrender without an aim to gain. This is really important because when you lose your center, you see that everyone loses their center. And that's when you know there's no separation. It's when you know oneness. Surrenders to give up our story about ourselves. Relieve me of self. I want joy of no self. Starting to see that our story is fiction through and through. This is the awakening. My God, it's been a fiction. This is freedom. <laughs> oh, love you guys. Just take a moment to, if you have seen your story as fiction, your self, I, me, mine as fiction, congratulations, it's beautiful. And if you have yet to, tune into this, because this is where the freedom is at. You're already it. Just drop your story, baby. Just drop your story. Selfless equals no center, no story. So there's a lot of people that have self, a central sense of self, and that pedal the notion that they're selfless, that signal that to society and so to truly be empty of self is the greatest service dissolve the storyteller is the alleviation of suffering dissolve the center slash self is causeless love and peace selfless is being without a self the alleviation of the storyteller, which is the illusion of the me. Right here is totally adequate. Right here, fam. Right here, drop the storyteller. Drop the center, drop the self. Self is no longer seen as a problem. This is called the peace that surpasses all understanding. 
Everybody is the Buddha. Jesus in everyone. This is actual concrete reality. Only the oneness within can perceive the oneness. The me will never perceive oneness. One being who sees the Buddha in you is worth more than reading 10,000 books about the Buddha. One being who actually knows that there is only the Buddha and that nothing else is going on has a more powerful effect than anything else. A compassion that does not seek to alter anything paradoxically alters everything. An absolute non-resistance. Hooked on the truth. The truth is what is most interesting to me. It is the only thing that is interesting. It is always fresh. Amen, brother. Truth equals knowing nothing. What are you without your story? In the land of division, there is always something to know. But in enlightenment, there isn't anything to know. Enlightenment is actually a process of unknowing. When you unknow everything in the mind, there is nothing left but truth. <laughs> truth, unknowing absolutely everything. <laughs> Wee. Uh. See what I'm talking about, fam? Look at these pages with all these highlights. What can I say? Adia, you crushed it. No description is necessary, so just rest on the edge, on the precipice, on the direct experience, directly feeling as though you do not exist and yet knowing that you do. One thought about this mystery sets apart heaven and hell. Thought rips the unity into pieces to be analyzed by the mind, but silence unifies. The experience of this moment is present but ungraspable, unknown but not definable. This that is awake cannot be caught. Don't get lost in thought or you miss your life. Just simply relax and relax and relax. It's the simplest act of faith and trust. That which is awake in you. So simple. Just turn inward. Be like, that which is awake in me. That's it. That's the mystery. That's truth. It's oneness, God, infinity, nothingness. Stay in the silence and awakeness. This moment-to-moment -moment choice is the fire of truth. Or you may, by some grace, by some good luck, realize that nothing in you wants to sell out this that is awake anymore, not even for security or for the good opinion of others. It is a real grace to realize this. Never sell out awakeness. 
Yay. This that's awake is the same for each of us. If you don't see wholeness in everything around you, that's the continuation of ignorance, the continuation of violence. Don't sacrifice this that is awake. Don't think it out of existence. Don't bargain it into the periphery of your life. Human beings are coming from separation, not unity, in 99% of the activities they do. Activity flowing from truth has such potential. Every other motivation for movement, for action, is violent. My experience of enlightenment was simply the demolition of everything that I thought it was going to be. I have never met anybody who has truly and authentically awakened to the truth ever say anything other than that. Yeah, enlightenment is demolition. It's the end of your world. Seeking enlightenment. What is the truth? Asking what is the truth is a demolition project. Most of spirituality is a construction project. Enlightenment is a demolition project. You cannot have a true thought about God. Whatever you think about enlightenment is also precisely and exactly what it's not. <laughs> the truth that we are avoiding is the truth of emptiness. We don't want to see that we are nothing. We do not want to see that there is a gaping void at the center of our existence. And this was also from one of our podcast conversations with Frank Yang. Frank was sharing with us that everything we do is to avoid the nothingness that we are. So avoiding void. Infinite creation is avoiding void. It's fascinating. Even in Buddhism, it is often covered up, though it is a little difficult to hide the central tenet of the founder. There is no self. Even if it is not hidden, it's rarely talked about, and when it is, it's kind of dressed up. The real teachings about enlightenment are like a sword blade that swooshes right through whatever direction you were going in. They cut your legs off, and you find yourself nose down on the floor, bloodied from the fall. Uh, the truly spiritual is I want only the truth I'm willing to give up everything that's not the truth I want the truth which by its nature has to be that which is not an acquisition an absolute letting go there's nothing in enlightenment for the me enlightenment is realizing that there is no separate self the taste of no separate self is totally liberating Oneness is when there isn't another. Oneness is, there is only this. There is no that over there. There is only this. And that's all there is. There is only this. And as soon as you say what this is, you've just defined what it's not. This is only realized in the utter demolition of everything that it's not. Then... That awakening is an awakening outside of everything that comes and goes. It is a total waking up outside of time. 
Human beings don't know how significant it is to wake up from a dream in the middle of the night. You literally woke up out of a dimension that you took to be just as true as this dimension. It's a cataclysmic change of consciousness. Everything that I thought was true in that dream ends up not being true. When there is real and authentic spiritual awakening, the impact is exactly the same. It's the experience of, my God, I took myself to be a human being named so-and-so and I'm not. And it's not that I'm something bigger or better or more expansive or more holy or divine. It means I'm not. Period. And then I wrote this. Don't panic. It's just like waking up from a dream. And I wrote this because I got bedridden for a couple of hours over a couple of days because it was, yeah, waking up from the dream of what was Arkadzi, Alan, Sakyan, and then became Atlas, and then waking up from Atlas. (laughs) And so it was... This is quite beautiful and it was also quite like nervous system just shocking and this like that's where like this panicky thing is it's like don't worry don't panic it's just like waking up from a dream and that was calming and it was really helpful and so I hope this is helpful You took your Atlas character to be real. (laughs) And it's not that your costume on the stage is not a beautiful firework of infinity. It absolutely is. But to know what underlies all costumes is the essence of what enlightenment is. And so go. Recognize that. And then you can also enjoy your costume on this stage in the play as well. You are it in all costumes. And the costumes come and go, but you don't. The self is what is there when there is no self. That's what we were just talking about. There is only emptiness and its infinite display of itself. Freedom is the ultimate demolition project because it steals everything from you. That's why it's liberating. The only thing that's ever looking at emptiness is itself. You and I are rendered insignificant and non-existent. Enlightenment wakes up. An illusion can't be enlightened. Enlightenment steals everything from you. That's how you can spot enlightenment. Whatever body it has happened through is robbed totally blind and it knows this, but it couldn't care less. It is so happy to be robbed blind, to not have all those points of view, to not believe the opinions of the mind. 
There is no way you could really see the truth and not be giggling in some way for the rest of your life. There is no way that you couldn't just love this world to death. The mind starts to think it's being handed candy when it's not. It's being handed a sword. Do you know you are here to die into oneness? An infinite singularity experiencing it as blank. You are perfect awake unity, the source of all, not the body mind. Applied awakening. There is no other. All is the one. After you awaken from the dream of separateness and realize that you are the source, you need to discover the implications of applying this revelation to your life. When you re truly realize there is no other than you, it takes your breath away. All is one and you are the one. Most people get so carried away that they miss the true significance of what has happened. The revelation of perfect oneness, you are the ultimate source, a really clear perception of the perfect unity that is actually inherent in awakening. You are not the character in the dream, you are the dreamer. Everything in the dream came from you. You are not the body-mind. You are the ultimate source of the entire dream. You are the source of all. The implication inherent within awakening, all the value of any true spiritual revelation, is you are the ultimate source and everything is perfect unity and everything out there is actually you equally. So inherent in this revelation of unity is the realization that there is no such thing as another. There is no one else because it is all ultimately one's own self. So all is the dreamer. You, the dreamer. How it could change your life if you have the revelation that there is no other and you get very curious about the implications. What if you asked, what does this mean for me for the rest of my life? How can you be free if there is no personal I who is there to be enlightened? You wake up out of this me and you. There is no personal relationship. There is no other. Awakening is like a personal experience of the Big Bang. Realization is always a perfect destroyer. Throw your life into truth. Uncover the deepest realization that there is no other. The realization itself rearranges how this dream of appearances operates. There is no such thing as a personal relationship between a you and a me. To make the relationship better, just wake up more. Wake up more. 
You don't need a teacher to explain the implications of there being no other. You need to do that for yourself. Completely wake up. Only be interested in truth. Dream state of separateness in all its guises will not interest you. You are the dreamer pulling all the strings. Transcendent dreamer is the one who creates the dream of the world. And conditioning can pull you back into the dream. Spiritually speaking, the question, what am I, is the question that goes right to the heart of things. The infinite intelligence is actually what you are, but you have to be serious enough to find out for yourself what is true. There is only the one manifesting as everything. There is only the one manifesting as everything. There is no other. Realization is always a perfect destroyer. When we sit as our true self, then we are just sitting as no self-image, no self-concept, no self-idea. We are just sitting as spaciousness. The real groundwork of dharmic relationship is relationship with that mystery, with our own self. You start to perceive directly that all of manifestation, no matter what it is, is the flowering of the divine. You start to see the same sacredness everywhere, the same intimate dharmic relationship of the mystery to itself. And so it goes more and more deeper and deeper penetration and into more areas. As you perceive the sacredness in all things, you know you are not who you thought you were. You are an alive, awake mystery that can't be touched or seen. Anything that is unmet or unseen will be like a little button with a push me sticker on it and it attracts fingers. That's the beauty of the sacredness. Cannot stay unconscious. There is the opportunity. How interesting. What is that? But what is it? What is this? So it's like the more awake, the pushes the unconscious buttons of the less awake. And their awake openness enables transformative alchemy. The light of awakeness itself is the deepest transformative agent and the deepest alchemy takes place in the willingness to stay conscious to our own unconsciousness. Just stay awake when those buttons get pushed and then the alchemy happens. Love is always throwing itself into the moment here and now fully abandoning itself into now. Our button its own unconsciousness. The more conscious you get, the harder it is to maintain division. If you are going to be totally conscious, relating from division is not an option. So it's literally impossible to be fully awake and not be awake everywhere. There's the invitation. What is that? And what's my relationship with that? See the oneness everywhere in every experience. Even 
when the idea collapses, the reality of the sacred has an opportunity to emerge. And the real sacred is much more beautiful than the idea. Not as dramatic, but much more beautiful. The dharmic relationship is relating with all from oneness, non-separation, no other, truth to truth, mystery to mystery, love to love, no hiding, bitch. Where you want nothing, where you are nothing, meet only mystery to mystery. This is always already what is longed for, freedom appearing. Now is outside of time. There is no time, and the paradox is that the only thing that keeps you from seeing the eternal is that your mind is stuck in time, so you miss what's actually here. Every time you come here, you are nothing, radiantly nothing, absolutely and eternally zero, emptiness that is awake, emptiness that is full, emptiness that is everything. The freedom is, my God, there is nobody here to be enlightened. Therefore, there is nobody there to be unenlightened. That's the light. In a moment of seeing through the conceptual me and realizing it is just mind activity, you know there is nobody to be enlightened. Who am I without the story? You put down the book called My Life. You see that there is no story and there is no me. The me is a story. The whole story springs spontaneously out of nothing, out of spirit, for its own enjoyment. It exists for you to read it, laugh a little, cry a little, have ups, have downs, have lives, have deaths, have friends, have enemies, but never to be taken seriously. You are off the page. There is just awareness outside of the story. But don't worry, the story will go on. It keeps going, even without the me. Movement continues. God is like a flame. It's alive, ever moving and ever dancing. The flame is impermanent. Truth is continuous movement. This movement, this aliveness of truth is constant. It never ceases. It is timeless. Impermanence is the only continuous thing, the only permanent thing. You can see that even though you are moving very fast inside the train, it is absolutely still. And it feels as if you aren't moving at all. The stillness of being is just that way. What we call permanence is endless, resistanceless motion. Aliveness of this moment is experienced free of resistance. It's totally still and it's totally moving. The flame it can't grab itself. It can only be itself. The undulating moving heart in union with itself. And this is where you can synthesize uh, Heraclitus and Parmenides. So Heraclitus of transience, of impermanence, of becoming, and the Parmenides of eternity permanence being there is an absolute base in the heart where there is emptiness this is the place before the truth becomes alive before it leaps out into existence where distinction never gazed
to be freedom, you have to have an absolute fidelity to truth. We can be relaxed and also open-hearted, available, and really present. When we do this, the implication for how relationship unfolds is profound. To be freed, the human has to be committed to truth forever. The fierce fidelity to truth is not something to be taken lightly. One broken vow with the truth sets heaven and earth infinitely apart. The most sacred vow of all, the vow to love open-heartedly, the vow of the deepest surrender of the heart. Vulnerable with your heart. Just be present. Don't live from your conditioned mind. Live from unconditional truth. The truth loves. It does not judge. It holds a big sword in its hands and can ruthlessly discern what is false and what is true. The thread of love running through every single moment. There was never a victim, not even for a moment. Close the gap between what is and what you want it to be. Lean into life, into the moment, and into the richness of what is. Eons of conditioned webs of love for you, the one, to have this beautiful experience of life. Fullness of the emptiness. It comes out of nothing, just like the flower that's not even there one day and shows up the next. Then I say, then say, I am going away, but where could I go? The flower will die, but life is just fine. Thank you. Expression goes, insights go, personalities change, beliefs change, you remain. Everything changes. You, God, remain. So Adyashanti grew up as an overall happy experience in childhood, had an early attraction to spirituality. I love this interview with him in the back. It's nice. I could sense that everything was one thing. It felt like something different was looking through my eyes, something totally mysterious and very ancient and eternal. What was looking through my eyes really wanted to look at things very closely and intently. If I looked too long at people, it would shock them. I've had that experience a couple times. I was looking through the eyes of eternity. Something was looking that felt really ancient and yet really young and innocent at the same time. That's what it feels like. So well said. This life is not mine. It belongs to this enlightenment thing. I don't even have a choice anymore. I felt very viscerally that it was in control. Same thing. From the very beginning, what I got interested in was what does the enlightenment thing have to do with the truth or ultimate reality? That is what I was fueled by. I woke up one morning and thought nothing else in my life makes sense unless I find out what is going on here. Yeah, Adi and I have a lot of similarity. I was totally absorbed with the quest for enlightenment. Enlightenment. 
inward explosion. I just became space, downloaded into me so quickly. I've been chasing what I already was. That's the first awakening. <laughs> you little son of a bitch. <laughs> this isn't it. Keep going. There's more to this. You haven't seen the whole thing. You've seen a very significant part, but keep going. Don't stop here. Trying to become what I knew I already was. I was what I was seeking. I knew that. I am what I am seeking. I am this truth. What is this? I am it. I know I am it, but I don't know what it is. And so so seeking is like, I am it, the first awakening, and the second awakening is, what is it? And the question dissolves. It was about some remnant of a self-image. I was simply perpetuating my old self-image. It felt so good to be rid of that persona. It felt very liberating. Intelligence takes over and pulls all of us through whatever we need to go through to get us to let go. Who am I without interviewing and show? simulation total freedom artistically expressing as the wind moves falseness was torn out of me bit by bit be space in a simple human way awakening comes on the heels of these tearing out experiences. Pulled to go inside. I'm ready. Who hears the sound? It was just one. There was zero identity in the thought. Love it. The one light behind all form costumes of clothing. This that was awake knew immediately that I had been trapped in those images, what we might call incarnations. I was asleep in those images. It wasn't trapped in those anymore. Just this awakeness completely only itself. No form, no name, no shape, no color, no nothing, no location, but everywhere. This awakeness was everything. The body was happening within that awakeness or spirit the body was in it rather than I was in the body it took occupancy without confusion this time without any identification you don't think that you are your clothes they're just something you wear it was just so clear that this form, that this particular personality, this guy formerly known as Stephen Gray, that this was clothing. This is his current incarnation, this thing that he is going to wear and function through. Wow, this is so cool. Childlike joy. Felt like being a baby. Every step was the first step. Everything was new and everything had this sense of intimacy and wonder and appreciation. This is a miracle. This is life. This body. 
This is heaven. As messy as it is, as silly as it is, as wonderful and terrible as it is, this is, you know, the great joke, walking in God's hand, looking for God. Nothing extraordinary needs to happen in my life anymore. Just existing is a sort of miracle. I realized what I am in a totally clear way. There wasn't another question left to be answered spiritually. So what you were seeking was you, number one, and number two, what is this? It's an impossible question to answer. The funny thing is the answer to the question is that the question disappears. That's the answer to the question. It's not like you get a nice answer that you can put in your pocket. The more we know what we are, the more we know that what we are is something that by its very nature can never be known. Perfect. You know what you are, but you know that you are a mystery. You end up knowing that you are what you can never know. There's no definition you notice. It's just I am. That's the mystery declaring itself. That's it. The intellect can actually play an important part in spiritual awakening. A book carries the transmission of the consciousness or presence of its author. There's a meeting that's really the transmission. Emptiness meets emptiness. We need to become responsible for our own transformation. Being in the presence of somebody might light a fire spontaneously, but you yourself have to tend that fire. We love you, Adyashanti. Thank you so much. Who are you when you are not thinking yourself into existence? When the realization is deep, your whole being is dancing. Three levels, head, heart, and gut. An enlightened mind, and then the heart dances, and then the gut opens up, and there's a deep, deep, unfathomable stability. You died into transparency, and emptiness is dancing. Thank you, Brother Adyashanti. What a beautiful book. You're an incredible spiritual synthesis and distiller and we're so grateful for you thank you thanks fam thanks everyone for tuning in and listening i hope that this brought you a lot of value a lot of insight a lot of self-realization a lot of dissolving of conditioning and ego and separation a lot of unity a lot of oneness a lot of equanimity peace joy prosperity abundance childlike innocence sage-like wisdom and if so i would love for you to like the video help the algorithm out also subscribe to the channel if you haven't yet also leave a comment below with your thoughts on emptiness dancing your favorite takeaways would love for you to write those below as well 
If you have any ideas on how to improve these book distillation videos, would love to hear from that you about that as well. And also share this video of this distillation of emptiness dancing with your friends, family, coworkers, people online. And get the good word out so we can ignite that global awakening, baby. That's all, fam. I'm excited for you to see what we have coming up for a couple more of these distillation videos. We have so much other epic content coming. We've had a lot of great recent interviews on the channel as well. Check those out if you haven't yet. That's all. Namaste. Bow to the divine in you. And the great perfection that this is. Always and forever. Thank you, Adyashanti. Thank you, fam. Infinite love. And of course, you can find the link to Adyashanti's website and also the book in the bio below. Check it out.